Coach McCourt, good morning. Good morning. It's a, it's bright and early, 6.35 a.m. It's coffee with Man. Coach McCourt. I wouldn't say it's bright out. Very gloomy today. Yes, very very much a, a gloom fest, as they would say. I want to adjust my chair. Uh, so, Coach, it's good to have you here. You used to, you used to work in this building. Now you're working for the yeah. city. Uh, yeah, the county. Yeah, I went. I've been uh, in and out of of teaching it feels like forever that's originally why i went to school to be a phys ed teacher you know that's really i didn't know that yeah you i mean that that was the thing you're a football star in high school so you go to college i'm gonna go into phys ed and be a football coach yeah yeah but um switched up i think i had i had my student teaching left Mm -hmm. to do and exercise physiology became a new major at fairmont state and i was like that looks cool okay so i was like what's another three years right yeah yeah <laughs> what's another three years and all this tuition money and yep. all that stuff but uh yeah i did that um and there's no real jobs in west virginia for exercise physiology mm-hmm. i mean unless you go to the hospital stuff like that and i didn't want to do that Really? What's there to do in the hospital? Um, cardiac rehab, oh, stuff like okay. that. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah, I've got a few friends that, that work in cardiac rehab in Morgantown, Huntington, okay. PTs, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But uh, I went fracking. I have heard <laughs> that. So talk about – so there, that, so you, it's PE, and then it's exercise yeah. phys, which actually that was my major – not fizz. I wasn't that smart. I was like two levels down in, that, in, the, <laughs> in the in the exercise science realm. But mm. what led you? What led you to fracking? What uh, everyone everyone in my family is in oil and gas. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, cousins, uncle. Uh, my dad huh. was a was a well tender. Then okay. he worked for the state mm. in, as an inspector for a few years. Plus, it's really really good money mm. you know you're gone from your family mm. two three weeks out of the month but Holy crap. yeah i mean it's i would say four to five times what i was getting paid as a teacher Gee whiz. It, it's it's crazy money it's crazy money but you know it just depends on who's in office as to how your life goes uh. you know it's feast or famine so it was down, went back to teaching, and then we got some more calls about going back in the oil field. Mm. So I went back. It got down again, so I came back, and now I'm here. Yeah. Coach Johnson and I were talking about Dodgers County and their facilities, and that's oil, mm. gas, money. So you say you're gone, like two, you're gone, you were gone two to three weeks a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just on a site yeah. doing it. Yeah, 12 hours a day. Gee. 12 hours a day, seven days a week until your hitch is over. So they call it a hitch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you hitch up the trailer and you leave. Oh, wow. That's wild. So talk about your high school career a little. Let's let's go back a little bit. Uh, see, high school here. Um freshman in 98, graduated in 02. Played three varsity sports, football, wrestling, track and field. Wow. Um, I don't know. It was weird. I don't know which one would, would be my, you know, 
favorite or or go-to sport Mm -hmm. football i was three-time all-conference two-time all-state jeez played and started in the state all-star game gee whiz uh wrestling two-time regional champion all-state um two-time national team qualifier Hmm. uh finished 10th in the country in folk style my junior year what is what is folk style folk style is what we do Oh, oh, okay. And then freestyles Olympic. So freestyle and Greco are the two Olympic styles of wrestling. You're speaking Chinese to me because yeah. I don't know what it, that means. It is. It's super fun. We're the only country in the world that does folk style. Oh, okay. Which is, I mean, it's it's a little bit more emphasis on control, hmm. whereas freestyle is is a hundred miles an hour. Score, 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 score. Okay. It's it's really fun. Huh so that's interesting yeah and then track now i qualified for for states in both shot put and discus that's awesome so that's fantastic and then what so did a teacher or a coach in high school make you want to initially go to be a pe teacher or is it just something you hey this looks like fun yeah i mean pe was always like mm-hmm. hey that's that's yeah. what coaches do yeah, yeah absolutely other than i mean i had a couple couple coaches you know it was either pe or history it felt like that was yeah i mean i was at the tail end of of that whole mm-hmm. whole spiel where if you were a football coach you you're either pe or history teacher you really were i, I remember my first couple of years in science people would find out i taught science and i was coaching football and they yeah. gave me this look like what are you doing what well, you're in the wrong department. right you're in the wrong department <laughs> and my thing was always it's a it's a initially it was a job security thing. Hmm. You know, I got out of school and got out of college in oh not in oh nine and the economy was garbage. Yeah. So trying to find a job, there were no PEs, there were no histories, which is so interesting because today they're everywhere. Almost. They're everywhere. Yeah. But back then it was how can I find work and science? Okay, <laughs> so let's do some life science. Uh, and it just kind of stuck because once you get in it, they don't let you out of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have you. We have you in yeah. this. It's hard to find these people now. Yeah. So you're going to stay, stay here. So, Coach, you're a man of many tastes, many talents. You also do a podcast with Chad Marsh that I was fortunate enough to be on. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit because that's really interesting what y'all are doing there. Yeah, we um, – well, Chad had a podcast a few years ago uh the crime of not knowing if you guys want to check that out it's still up it was it was pretty cool they they just sat around they just you know just three or four guys just hanging out just talking Mm. and um i started really listening to different podcasts like um the good dad project or the warrior dad project i don't know anything about that talk to me about they um there's a there's a little niche of podcasts that go out and it's just not really Mm self-help for dads, but Mm -hmm. you know, they, they really are geared towards men because they're like, you know, everything in your life, you have to take a test. Mm -hmm. The two, two of the biggest things of your entire life, getting married, having kids, Mm -hmm. nobody teaches you really. Man, coach, that's heavy. Yeah. And that's good. So that's that's a that's a good statement. Yeah, right you know, there. like the two most important things of your life, people are just like, here you go. Good luck. 
And there are books on it, I guess, but mm-hmm. I never read one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just finished. It was, uh, it's called The Boy Crisis. Mm. So raising, raising boys in today's society. I don't know. It's not really. Oh, talk to me about that a it, little bit. Uh, it was hard. It was hard to, to get through mm. towards the end because a lot of his, his views didn't really line up oh, with, okay. you know, with, with what I am. And one of the things that really, really got to me was um, football. Mm. He was talking about football and, you know, CTE and stuff like that. Mm. Well, if you want your, your boy to have all the benefits of football without the concussions and stuff, you know, mental health down the road is flag football. Oh man. I was like, "Ah, I don't know. Yeah. uh, CTE. My, My grandma passed because of Alzheimer's she never played football a day in her life so with CTE and this is like a rabbit trail but I'm I'm piggybacking off the mentality podcast that you do because this Mm. is what we did on the podcast it was like rabbit trail (laughs) it Uh, it goes it goes down everywhere but I I think if you're going to claim that something causes CTE we need to know the percentage of people that have CTE in the population like everybody everybody before you start claiming this yeah. gives somebody CTE because yep. maybe just somebody walking down the street has CTE because it's a normal aging process. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's what really got me. I was like, as far as you can't really recreate the camaraderie, mm-hmm. you know, going through suffering with, with friends, you know, you know, you and Chad talked about it, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, um, his main point in the book and i'll i forget the guy who wrote it he's he's actually really thought out Hmm. but it was hurt boys grow to hurt people yeah so yeah for sure if if you have i mean you see it now in the high school you've already like you can tell which kids are are either going to be in prison or you know they're going to be there's some indicators for sure yeah heavily drug addict um you know domestic violence stuff like that you can see it it's just you know it's just a cycle and you know it, it's one of the tool to help break it so yeah man hurt people hurt people for sure that's the if, if we get people help like i'm sure there's a book talking about like how do we help yeah boys yeah. in like the process of of doing yeah, that it was it was pretty cool that between the football and the the firearms talk in there i was like come on dude oh in west virginia you can't be talking (laughs) bad about those now i was like no i'm gonna give this guy the benefit of the doubt i'm gonna finish the book and i mean he has had some really good points obviously because he's it's a bestseller but Mm. i was like i'll I'll pick some up and Mm. move on with my life heck yeah and then on the mentality podcast what's what was y'all's most recent podcast uh we had coach jet in there sunday oh that's what's up yeah is that up already so can yeah. we talk about it okay yeah, so let's let's up. talk about what what went down there it was um but first of all did he fit in the chair that you guys had yeah we had, we we had a special chair special special order this man's yeah. a giant yeah. he's like megatron yeah. a, i mean yeah. i'm six two six three and he makes me look like an average individual his yeah. hair is so fantastic too yeah Just to be, be candid yeah. you know yeah i'll I was like, you're the yin to my yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your your hair goes, the beard goes forward. His hair goes like ponytail back. Yeah. back. It's awesome. No, we talked um, 
some of his background, training philosophies, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Mm. And it was really enlightening um, just to kind of sit there and pick his brain. Mm. You know, you always want to learn. You don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and, and when I want to talk training, that's that's mm-hmm. usually who I go to. This is why I'm sitting here with you because I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room, coach. I'm serious. I think you're so you're so wise and so smart. So talk about training. You help you. What's your like? What's your technical role in the weight room with Coach Chad? Is there a? Well, it's legally or down on paper. I'm I'm an assistant. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Okay. I but, didn't know what the. You know, I'm down there in the afternoons of football, and you're in there. And Coach Nato's in there. And I'm almost. I've always wanted to ask, what do I, what's the technical term here? Yeah. You know, assistant. Yeah. Okay. But it, I mean, it's, it's nice that the three of us and I tell other people that I was like, if you sit back and you really look mm. and in that weight room at any time, really, but and I don't want to, you know, to my own horn or anything. Go ahead. In, in the spring, you have three coaches there two of them who have master's degrees in exercise science or physiology, mm-hmm. you know, I have exercise phys I've coached. We've all coached several division one athletes, mm-hmm. division two athletes. It's like, you have the same strength and conditioning coaching core as a lot of division one schools mm-hmm. in West Virginia, mm-hmm. in Buchanan, West Virginia. Which is wild. Yeah. Like it's great for our players, you know. Yeah, I was like between the three of us, we have 40, 40 years of strength conditioning experience. Gee whiz. Something like that. Then I walked down there and I got an undergrad in exercise science, which isn't not the level no, no, at. Yeah. It's like holy crap. And know? it's nothing to to scoff at either. You know. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's so cool. So training philosophy, what has changed for the better over the years? I remember when I played in high school, even in college, like my college strength coach is a guy named Bill Gillespie. And if you Google him, mm. he's like a world record bench press guy. He was a strength coach for the Seahawks yeah. and he went to Liberty. So he went back and I love coach Gillespie. If you ever listened to this, I would want to tell him I love the man. Like he shaped me and all that, all that in all good ways, but yeah. the workouts were insane. Yep. I mean, we had more injuries in the off season than we did during the season. Yeah. And they were insane. So I'm, from being around Coach Jet, I've come to realize that's not the the, no, the philosophy. No. So it obviously has changed. So what is the philosophy? Yeah, we talked about forward? that Sunday. It's um, simplest terms is quality over quantity. Mm. You know, if there is a point of diminishing returns, you know. Coach, I never in a million years thought I'd hear somebody in strength, strength and conditioning's say that i really didn't i mean i thought i mean guys i grew up around it was more more push push yeah so what is what what has changed that over the just just the science Mm. you know you went from from the big meatheads you know you're the biggest strongest guy so you know how to lift you're going to be the strength coach to where i don't want to call them nerds but we're nerds yeah, I like to see you like to see the numbers, you know, the math doesn't lie to you. 
Yeah. You know, it doesn't lie. If, if you see, if you sit back and you, you're like, well, we've had all these injuries in the off season. Mm-hmm. What, what's different between in season off season while well, you lift more, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's something to be said about going into the deep water every now and then mm-hmm. just to see who, who swims. Absolutely. Yeah. But you don't want to live there. You Ooh, can't, you can't man. live there. Coach, that is, yeah. that's a deep philosophical statement there. I, I remember in the off season, we did this stuff called basic training. And I was just reading, there's a lawsuit right now uh, that the University of Oregon player is pursuing against an Oregon strength, the Oregon strength coach at the time, Willie Taggart. And they were having to do like perfect push-ups. So mm-hmm. if someone messed up, they had to start over again. And I, I mean, it's not funny if people went to the hospital and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, I, yeah. Like Iowa, those kids from Iowa get yeah. rabdo. Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, we did something like that all winter. Mm-hmm. It was called basic training. And it was burpees, mountain climbers, five-second push-ups, sit-ups, and jumping jacks. And if one person messed up, started within over. the group, you, that group, the group of exercises, so if you messed up in burpees, you started over. Yeah. And you did it right. You had to do them perfectly. Then you went to mountain climbers. And I thought, man, like how times have changed because that was something we just did. Yeah. And there were guys that I saw – had some injuries now, nothing to career ending and stuff yeah. like that. But I thought to myself, I really enjoyed that yeah. to some degree. Now I hated it when I first started doing it. Yeah. So it was, this sucks. <laughs> but then like you said, to go into the deep water and realize I can do this, but at the same time, what we have more wisdom now, I would, I would hope yeah. that we need to not do that as much yeah. as we maybe used we to. had. You know, we had red flag, red flag days in, in wrestling, you know. Mm. So that came about because we're the Buccaneers, right? You know the story behind the red, the red flag. I know yeah. it with Genghis Khan. Yeah. So I don't know about red the flag. Jolly Roger. If, if you came up, if a, if a pirate ship came up to you and was flying the, the skull and bones, you know, okay. that meant, you know, they were – they were ready for business, you know, mm-hmm. business. I like it. And, but if you saw a red flag, it means they killed everybody. Oh, shoot. No quarter. Oh man. Men, women, children. If you were there. You better fight. Yeah. So we would have red flag days mm. and you knew it was just gonna, just gonna suck. Yeah. But it wasn't every day. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was like, all right, we're going to do a warm up, And then for an hour, we're going to live wrestle. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, our stuff in college was two days a week, and it was just in the winter. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was awesome. We had trainers there, plenty of water. Yeah. It was far more mental to me. It was all body weight. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so when you say quality over quantity, is that just specific lifts? Is it every lifts? It The big ones. The big ones. Okay. Your, your main lifts. Um, and another – another great little quote Eric had was, um, you know, everyone talks about the grind. Mm-hmm. You got to grind. He's like, what happens when you grind an ax? It mm. dulls. Mm. So what do you do when you hone an ax? Get sharper. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're, we're focusing on mostly mm-hmm. is he getting these kids sharper, mm. moving more efficiently, mm-hmm. you know, because we have, we have to share athletes. 
right. more often than not. Yeah. So if we always had them in an off-season program, they weren't going to get any better. Mm-hmm. So we train these kids as athletes, not specifically as football players, basketball players, mm-hmm. uh, baseball, softball, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I always chuckled when people would ask me, because I've been the strength coach at a couple of different schools. They would ask me things like, how are you specifically training, a, say, just for example, a baseball player? Mm. And I would, my response was always, I'm just training them to be stronger and more explosive, more athletic. There yeah. is no specific program for baseball. Now, can he do more like shoulder work? Yeah. Because he's a pitcher or something? Yeah. Sure. But he's still going to bench, squat, clean, and your auxiliary lifts, your pull-ups, your presses, those those types yeah, of things. Yeah. Like- when you asked before that's that is the evolution Mm. of strength conditioning where Mm. coaches would go from we have to be better in this sport well if your kid's a better athlete he's going to perform better in your sport for sure so that's that's what we go to but i mean the pre we call it prehab Mm. rather than because if you get injured you have to do rehabilitation yeah yeah but we're preventing it so it's prehab I've heard these words. I'm interested what you think about this. I was listening to the new University of Oregon strength coach or the guy that was before they just hired a new football coach. Maybe yeah. there's somebody different. But he was talking about his biggest emphasis was injury prevention. Hmm. That is that kind of the prehab, what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, like okay. the smaller the smaller muscles, like, mm-hmm. you know, the rotator cuff, ankle, mm. stuff like that. They They do prehab probably – once well no they do it almost every day but Mm -hmm. it just depends like shoulder work one day a week Mm -hmm. ankle one or two Mm -hmm. because if they're if somebody's hurt they can't get better yeah and i think that's a big mindset shift in the strength and conditioning world because man again i know it's my experience so it's anecdotal but i feel like the off season was when i got the most nervous Mm -hmm. because it in my mind, I thought, and I knew this is going to suck Yeah, because I'm going to hurt a lot. Every, almost every day. Almost every, every day. I'm going to be sore. Yeah. I guess that has changed to some degree. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. I think it's good. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're sore, there's, there's a difference in a lot of the kids don't understand that soreness is – is when you're getting stronger. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. and they, a lot of them get afraid. Mm-hmm. So getting them used to it, I'm like, it hurts a little bit mm-hmm. now, but, mm-hmm. you know, if I wake up and I'm not sore now, I'm starting to worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, that might be a cautionary tale. Well, we're all getting, we're getting older, man. That's just what it is. You know, uh, <clears throat> talk a little bit about, if you had to rank the top three lifts for athletes, I'm not, not football, not basketball, okay. just all athletes. What are they? Uh, top three going from the bottom up three, I would do probably squat. Mm-hmm. No press or red press. Oh, red press. Okay. Um, two would be, would be the squat mm-hmm. and number one would be a clean. Hmm. So bench press isn't in there, coach. No. 
people can't it's see weird. me smirking with, with <laughs> my weird, face right? smirking. Yeah. Because my thought with bench press is when on a football field are you on your back pressing somebody up? It's only if you, you got your pancakes. butt beat. Yeah, you got your butt beat. So there's really not much functional strength in that, in my opinion. Yeah. But I've re- done some researching, so that's a little bit more than my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can get down to it like overhead press your shoulders in a more stable position you have mm-hmm. a lot more mass underneath your shoulder mm-hmm. to move weight but when you're laying on your back and your shoulder blades are off a bench mm-hmm. that's a lot of weight that is just on that little tiny shoulder mm-hmm. girdle mm-hmm. so i think about this too i guess there's a documentary about the fittest on earth and that that was a crossfit documentary mm-hmm. and people have their own opinions about crossfit right yeah but if that's the most fit air quotes per people on earth and they don't bench press at all in those games, no. then we probably should start to rethink as strength conditioning, people training athletes, like how important is this? How applicable is this to, yeah. to sport? Yeah. It's just an ego lift for sure. Yeah. And I've seen people get hurt far more with mm-hmm. it either as they're benching or they've overtrained their bench and now their shoulders are rotated forward yep. and they're in a position now their shoulder be- can become dislocated more easily that was my story oh really yeah i mean my shoulders i tore my labrum twice my left shoulder and you know, i've been expressed 400 pounds by the time i was a senior in college but cleaning 325 it's was way more impressive. Way more was way better. I mean, I was a much better. That helped me become a better player. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, so overhead press. What do you mean? You say overhead press? Is it like dip and drive, or is it strict press? Any any type. I mean, yeah. you need to. I mean, we can talk about just the press for an hour. Oh, man. really? For me? Really? Okay. Yeah. So let's do it for a couple minutes then. <laughs> so, uh, just a strict press. Really, if you, if you can strict press anything over 185, mm. I mean, you're legit, mm. you know. And then after that, you have just a push press, push jerk, split jerk. Mm. Those get more technical. Mm. So really, if you're just focusing on pure strength, the, the strict press, mm. definitely. Okay. And... I remember watching when I was a kid the uh, Olympic games, like the Olympic lifts. Mm-hmm. And then you compare and contrast what an Olympic lifter looks like to like a power lifter. Yeah. And it's like, wait, they both lift weights. You know, they look yeah. so different. Yeah. yeah really and some of those super heavy weights in Olympic lifting are, you're like, oh, look at that fat guy. But then he get he, you know, gets a good lift and then gets pumped and has a 40 inch vertical. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can squat clean and they press it. And I'm, I, I thought to myself, and this was back in the early 2000s, I thought that looks far more functional for an athlete mm-hmm. than, you know, the guys that got like all the wraps on and all that stuff trying to – and I think powerlifting is great too. Yeah. But – it's just more functional as people can bend, they can move. Yep. And that was kind of just when that, at least in my, where I was in Florida, 
that was just where that was kind of starting to take off with the box jumps and the yeah. Olympic lifting and, and yeah, it, stuff. I mean, if you are a power lifter, you know, that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. that you, you train that way for your sport, but if sure. you're a different athlete, if you're moving through space, mm-hmm. that's not what you need to be doing. You mean you play football on your feet? Yeah, usually. Usually. Oh, you <laughs> that's, should. that's the plan. Yeah. That's the plan. And I think that's something that's really changed too is I'd love to talk to Coach Jed about this is doing more things on your feet because mm-hmm. you play your, your sport on your feet. So not sitting or laying, you're on your feet yeah. doing these things. Is that something he talked about at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked about all that stuff and, you know, just the, the cycles of, of strength training. You know, when I started, I actually started lifting when I was, I mean, gasp in fifth grade. Yeah, sure. You know, my dad, he bought us the, the wider home gym mm. and that's what we did. Mm. You know, we work out in our basement, you know, old school, this is early nineties stuff. And sure. then coming up through, um, in high school, it was kind of a, a culture shock. Like we had coaches from the eighties and stuff still and like, Oh, you can't lift. You're too young. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to do four sets of 15 on bench and mm-hmm. four sets of 15 and all this stuff. And after they left, we started doing bigger, faster, stronger, mm-hmm. which is just, I want to call it <clears throat> like a waves, mm-hmm. kind of like the juggernaut stuff like that but it's not juggernaut it's mm-hmm. you know if you if you call one program something else they get a little mad yeah sure but it's the same same concept um then went to college and they were real big into hammer strength mm-hmm. like the the ground based stuff like the jammers mm-hmm. and i love those things jammers are awesome i love them man hammer strength was the deal a couple of years back yeah yeah I love that stuff. Mm. And then um, after I graduated and came back and started coaching more, you know, I was, I was a guy around here with, with that background. Mm. So I started, um, I really got into CrossFit, Mm. you know, Jim Jones, the guys who did um, the training for 300. Oh yeah. Okay. Those guys. Oh yeah. They're, they're fun. I bet. They're real cool. I mean, Jim Jones and it's G Y M. Oh, and, shoot. And he was like, yeah, it, it was based off of Jonestown. Oh, like, geez. They have a workout called the Jonestown Massacre. Oh, geez. It's, it's like the Valentine's Day Massacre you yeah. people do in college football. Yep. Yeah. The, I mean, those guys, those guys are cool. I like them. They, they take you to deep water, mm. you know, um, obviously strongman stuff. Mm. You, know, you take what a little bit of everything that works mm-hmm. and you can, get into a decent philosophy of whether you want to do linear progression, which mm-hmm. I, I really started doing with the younger kids because mm-hmm. they don't need to work off maxes, max percentages. Yeah, no. Cause it, it goes all over the place. So mm-hmm. you just start with a bar and then every week or every workout, we're going to add mm-hmm. two and a half, five pounds and mm-hmm. you're going to get stronger. Mm. I would say a lot of kids, especially when they start lifting, even in high school, yeah, the percentage thing doesn't really work because they're going to gain so much strength yeah. so fast. Yeah. 
you know, and then, oh, and then they'll plateau and like, coach, what's up? Not getting stronger. Well, that's how that works. You want to <laughs> gain a bunch of strength because you haven't lifted very hard or even at all. Yeah. And then you plateau and then, you know. Or plus, I mean, you just had a big testosterone dump. That's very true. Yeah. So I think about one of our players, big Ryan Kelly. He doesn't even shave yet, you know, <laughs> but he's six, six, 300 something yeah. pounds. Like, I think to myself, imagine when this guy's testosterone fully kicks yeah. in. Wait until he actually. Yeah, like holy cow, man! He's gonna be freaking. Mon- he is already a monster. He is. He's gonna be a monster, monster, gentle giant. Yeah, man, he's looking good. Coach Jet's doing some great movement things. Yeah, uh, which is a, a great part of the program that y'all are doing is more the movement based. Yeah, because you don't. I I haven't seen that in a lot of places I've been in the all season. It's been get in the weight room, lock the doors. We're staying in here. <laughs> and it's nice to get outside and move. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's strength and conditioning. There you go. Not just strength. And you, you guys aren't doing 12 minute runs out there. That's not what's happening. It's weird. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I weird. remember doing 12 minute runs to school and, I'll, and my coach would say 12 minute run. I would go, okay, how slow can I run where I won't get yelled at? <laughs> yeah. Oh, one of my favorite <laughs> slash least favorite uh at in college we had to do 36 53s for time Whew, to buddy. get our pads oh geez and if you didn't get your 36 you didn't get your pads it, it, so what was your time do you remember um want to say wide receivers running backs dbs i think it was eight quarterbacks tight ends linebackers nine O-line, D-line was 10. You're still – you're running a pretty good clip. Yeah. Gee whiz, man. Yeah. I mean, it – and it – I looking back, I know exactly why we did it because we ran that no huddle zone read. I got you. Because okay. um, all of our coaches coached under Rich Rod hmm. came down and, you know, we got a lot of the athletes from WVU that just weren't big enough for hmm. – essentially just big enough yeah. for D1. Mm-hmm. So they came down and that was the philosophy. Hey, we're going to run, mm-hmm. you know, 36 plays, a half or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is what it's going to feel like. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cool to see. I think people have wised up these days and realized, hey, we don't have to push as hard as often. Yeah. Because the NFL in college, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about just even practice. Two days are not allowed in college and pros, in the college and pros mm-hmm. anymore. And I don't know that we've seen a drop off in performance. So mm-hmm. it's to go, it's then it's to rethink. And like, we don't, we haven't done two days at the high school level, the places I've been a head coach ever. Ever. Because it's one of those things where part of it's logistical trying to get kids back and how mm-hmm. do you keep them where you, you know, cause now you have to have a three hour break between practices and all that stuff. It used to be, you could do a practice four or five minute break practice, but now it's three hour mandatory three hour break. Wow. And you can't do anything within that, those three hours It's physical. So, but then I, the NFL did away with two a days yeah. college football did away with them. And then even the strength train, it's, it's not as much of, Hey, let's see how, how, air quotes tough we can make these guys yeah you got you really have to 
be a time manager. Yeah. You have to really, really cut out all the BS, Mm -hmm. all the fat, Mm -hmm. and just give a good quality product, Mm -hmm. whether it's it's football, strength conditioning, Mm -hmm. whatever, because of exactly that, all this extra practice Mm -hmm. is going by the wayside. Yeah, yeah. I think about Coach Jet's workouts are 45 minutes. I remember I hear people kind of grumble, it's only 45 minutes. And I would say, that's what everybody's going to now. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just here, BU, I'm talking pro, college, everybody is falling with an hour or under. Yeah, because at that point, all your hormone levels start dropping off, Mm -hmm. you know. So after 45 minutes to an hour, you're you're wasting time. You're going through the motions. You mean there's science involved in this, Coach? It's, I said nerds. It's nerds. That's <laughs> awesome. It's even practices now. You hear college coaches talk about, I think Mike Gundy was saying something. He said something to the effect of, if you're practicing longer than an hour and 45 minutes, you aren't doing it right. Now, that's mm-hmm. his opinion, his yeah. philosophy. But I'm sure there is a lot of science behind yeah. that. Yeah. Now, are you a big, like, period guy during practice? So we have periods, but they're not – not every period is five minutes, no. Do you have an air horn going off every no, five? I'm not an air horn guy. You're not an air horn guy. <laughs> number one, it drives – that sound drives me nuts. Uh, number two, I think for high school, I like to give a little leeway. So let's say we it's a 15-minute period. Mm. But what if we go 12 what if because it's we're done yeah. or what if we go 17 because we need a little more time that stuff's fine to me i'm not yeah. a i mean i'm I, i've been around places i've seen practices where every five minutes you're getting the horn and i'm thinking to myself that's got to get old really fast now yeah. some people love it and that's their yeah. thing it's just not my thing yeah <laughs> how many horns was that <laughs> yeah like how, how many minutes has that been yeah. uh now do i blow the whistle up when hey let's let's move it yeah. um yeah, and then at Liberty, we had a horn, but the head coach would control that. So as the season went, if the period was 10 minutes mm. and we got the work we needed in seven, hey, man, blow it up. Go, let's go to the next yeah. deal. Um, but you didn't hear horn after horn after horn. It was just after the, yeah. the period. Yeah, Because um, practice – you know, I look at people would say, "Hey, let's go look at colleges and pros." We don't have all the support personnel. No, you know, there's not somebody that can run the clock and can run the horn and can. If we're just trying to get water most of the time, <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? Water. Yeah. All that absolutely. Kind of, all that kind of jazz. Uh, what were y'all like at, in college at practice? Was it horn, 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 horns horn? all the time? Yeah. And have you been to Fairmont State? I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we practiced down in the bowl. Like okay. down below where the softball field used to be. And then you'd have gazebo Hill, which is just like a sheer cliff. Mm. And guess what? What happens if you screwed up or you jumped off sides in our practice, go touch the gazebo. Yeah. Yeah. But we would have the managers and stuff up there with the clock and the horn. I got you. Okay. That's and cool, man. Every seven minutes. Okay. Seven. Every oh, so seven, seven minute periods. Every seven minutes. Seven minutes. Okay. Yeah. And we generally, it's not going to be over two hours. It's going to be, let's get it in, get it done. 
Yeah. Uh, I think Lou Holtz even says something like that. He's obviously an old school guy that if you can't get it in two hours, you can't get it in. You're trying to get that practice time in and done. Now, preseason after that, we'll go lift. Yeah. So even in season, we'll go lift. So there'll be a lift afterwards with Coach Jet yeah. doing something, either a lift or a flexibility or something like that and trying to get keep them fresh, keep them ready. Because you could practice for three hours, but I'm not a fan. I'm no. not a big fan of that. No. <laughs> no, no one, no one really is. I mean, you as a a coach, if if that's all you're doing, then yeah, it's that's mm-hmm. cool. You can live there. Mm-hmm. But you know, we got wives, kids too. Yeah. And, and you have to have a very understanding mm-hmm. wife and family mm-hmm. to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that definitely is shaped as a, as a head coach that shapes my philosophy, how much time we spend doing things. Uh, you know, for example, on the weekends, we may meet on Sunday early in the year, but after that, yeah, no, I mean, there's people that are responsible for laundry and usually that's a volunteer thing. Hey, I'll do it this week. Mm-hmm. And we had this thing called huddle. And we have things called cell phones and emails. So, you know, you can make your cut-ups, you can communicate. There you go. Um, Yeah. And especially at this point, I mean, unless you have some freaks that are are freshmen starting mm -hmm. varsity, most of these kids are juniors and seniors. Mm -hmm. So you almost have to say, hey, here in a year, you're going to be on your freaking own anyway. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to, this is a little taste of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And we don't ever call the players in on the off in the on the on the weekends yeah. to watch film or anything. It's just the coaches. Do it on and, your own. Yeah. If we need to come in. And then on Monday after school, RC comes up here to my room and watches film. And then JV goes and does their does their thing. Does their thing. And then Tuesday, Wednesday is normal. Thursday short. Friday's Friday, man. Yeah. Go Isn't that weird? It. Like you sit back and you you think, you know, those first two or three weeks is where you get all your work in. Pretty much. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's when you get all your work in. And then mm-hmm. as soon as that, after that first game, you're like, we have two quality practices a week. Like hard, like, yeah, I don't want to say quality, but the, no. the tougher practice. It's true. I mean, it really is true. And that was a big adjustment for me because coming from georgia our jv games in georgia were on thursday so we got three days of work as opposed to two okay so i had to change like my philosophy and install how much do we carry Mm. because there we went full pads monday tuesday wednesday you know shells or shirts on on thursday but here you're missing half your team or more you play a JV game on Monday. So it's a little, every state's different. It's just interesting. That was, that blew my mind a little bit. Like, wait a second. <laughs> we don't, Monday shot, like, oh, geez. So you have yeah. to push the stuff I used to do, do on Monday to Tuesday. And then you're trying to, you know, do all that stuff. But no, there's pluses and minuses to that. Always. You got it. It's not like you can control that part. No. Control uh, what you can control. That's it. That's it. Coach, man, thank you for coming on this. Absolutely. You were the man. I appreciate you taking some time out of your busy day and talking with us. I told my wife, she's like, you got to go at six. I was like, 
your husband's a media giant. I don't know what to tell you. Absolutely a media <laughs> giant. And what is the, what's the name of the podcast with you do with Chad? The Mentality Podcast. The mentality podcast. Now we're going to get a lot of, we got a lot of flack. That's man. No, what we're doing is we're, you know, we just want to help guys be mm -hmm. better. You know, talk about being a better husband, being a better mm -hmm. father. By no means are we perfect husbands or fathers, mm -hmm. but you know, if you listen to it, we don't really answer a lot of questions by the end. <laughs> and that's cool because we have more questions towards the end of it. Like, we don't, we don't know what we're doing either. And that's the ticket to life, though, that we that we have some understanding that we don't have it all figured out. And, yeah, man. I think about that almost every day is I think I know I know less every day. Yeah. Like, man, because there's other ways to do it, I guess. Yeah, that's that's true sign of wisdom. Hmm. Hmm. As soon as you realize you don't know anything. Boom. Mind is blown. Let's yeah. end on that one. That, that's fantastic. Cool. Th 